everybody, welcome to Church Online and week number two of our new series called Peace in the Storm. I'm so glad that you're joining us this morning, no matter where you're joining us from. You know, last week was really fun. I learned about people joining us from New York, Kansas, Nebraska, Florida, people all over the place jumping in for Church Online. And so no matter where you are or how you found us, we're glad you're here. Thanks for being here. If it's your first time checking us out, one of the things we'd love to do is connect with you. Uh, all of us need a little extra connection right now, so feel free to jump on your phone or iPad or tablet, download the True Life Church of Newark app, and uh, you'll see a connection card in there. Fill it out. Let us know that you're hanging out with us, or let us know in the chat right now or on Facebook that, that you're hanging out with us for the first time, or maybe in the last couple weeks it's your first time. We'd love to find out who you are, hear your story, and connect with you a little bit. All right, so last week I, I, uh, I sat here and I shared with you, and I just wanna be raw and, and real with you for just a second, that um, it was kinda tough. Like, I'm used to being with all of you guys. My wife and I miss you all so much. We miss the interaction, we miss the hugs and the high fives. And somebody commented, they said, you were so serious. And, um, and, I, and, I, and I didn't mean for it to come off that way, but to be honest with you, it's a little tough to be in this, this little room and just look into a camera uh, and know that I can't interact with people. Um, I, I am not the only person in the room though. There's, there's two other people in the room with me here, Jared and John from our production team, and they're the ones working all the magic to make sure all of this looks good and gets presented well to all of you. Um, so I'm, I'm so thankful for them. But I thought, you know, hey, let's, let's bring a little humor in this week. And I know we're in a we're in a really serious time. Uh, I don't want to make light of coronavirus and all that, that goes with it. Uh, so I hope none of you take it that way. But you know, the Bible is, is really clear that laughter, a merry heart, says it's good medicine. It's good for us. That, 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 it, that it helps us get through difficult times, difficult seasons in our life. And so... I wanted to hopefully help you laugh a little bit. And again, not making light of the situation. It is a very serious situation. But uh, one of the things my wife and I have been doing just to, to, to keep each other uh, encouraged and laughing is we've been sending little memes that we find on the internet to each other. And I shared some of those with you a few weeks ago. And I, I got one more that made me laugh. Hopefully it makes you laugh. Um, I can guarantee it's going to create at least an awkward moment for a few of us. Uh, I love this, though. This kid says, hey... Dad, why, why is my sister's name Paris? And Dad says, because we conceived her in Paris. And he says, okay, thanks, Dad. And Dad says, you're welcome, quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's, the, the guys are laughing in the room here. I don't know if you can hear them. <laughs> ha ha. All right. <laughs> so, hey, I know for some of the parents, I just created a super awkward moment for you. Uh, if, if your kids are watching right now. But we got at least 30 days before I have to face you. Uh, so you got time to forgive me and deal with it. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, we have a, a lot of single people in our church, a lot of young single people. And I thought, man, how can I help single people right now? Uh, how, how do I help, especially the ones who are single, but they don't want to be anymore. And my friend Kevin Twitchell uh, posted a really great meme on, uh, on social media recently um, that was pickup lines for COVID-19. And so I took those and adapted that a little bit, modified that just a little bit, and, um, and thought I'd share those with all of you guys 
and girls who are single right now who maybe you don't want to be. Maybe, maybe you could use some of these. So this one says, hey, since all the public libraries are closed, I can't go to the library. I'm, I'm checking you out instead. <laughs> How about this one? You, you can't spell virus without you and I. Oh. Come on. <laughs> hey, baby, you need, you need some toilet paper? Because cause I'll be your Prince Charmin. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know if you're laughing in your house right now. That's funny. I don't care what you say. I like this one. Hey, I saw you from across the grocery store. Saw you. Stay there. <laughs> Six feet. Can you give me your, give me your phone number with your, like just put it up with your fingers. Tell me what your, how do I get a hold of you? I really, I love this one. Uh, I said this to my wife the other day. I said, girl, without you, my life is as empty as a toilet paper shelf. <laughs> uh, one more, all right? Because you can't spell quarantine without you... R A Q T. <laughs> All right, so hopefully those will help you. Hopefully those will help you uh, lighten the mood just a little bit. <laughs> Thought those were fun. All right, uh, last week I shared a passage with you that is our theme passage for this series. It comes to us out of Matthew chapter 14. And the backstory here is the disciples are out on a boat in the middle of the night traveling. And a, a storm comes up, wind, waves, uh, and it is for them, I think you could easily argue, a crisis. It's a crisis moment. Um, and we see Jesus in this moment respond to the crisis. And he shows up about three o'clock in the morning walking on the water. And they're all freaked out. They think he's a ghost. And he says, hey guys, it's me, Jesus relax. It's going to be all right. And Peter says, hey, if it's really you, I want to walk on the water too. And so he steps out over the side of the boat, it says, and Peter went over the side and walked on the water toward Jesus. So he gets to take part in this miracle during a crisis, which I want to say to you, God is always looking for a way to work a miracle in every crisis. Always. And Peter steps over the side of the boat and begins to walk towards Jesus, but in that moment, he, he becomes distracted by the crisis. He saw the strong wind and the waves. He's terrified. Fear overwhelms him. He takes his eyes off of Jesus and he begins to sink in the water. And he, and he cries out, save me, Lord. And of course, Jesus does. He always does. You know, in a crisis, it's easy to get our eyes on the crisis. To start looking at the wind and the waves to be overwhelmed by fear. And I feel like my job, I said this to you last week, my job during this series is to pull our eyes back toward Jesus. In the middle of a crisis that we don't get our eyes focused on the wind and the waves and the storm. And I'm not downplaying, all of that's very real. I know some of you got bad news about your employment this week. I know some of you are trying to figure out what am I going to do with my kids for the next 30 days? We are too. I'm not downplaying any of that. I'm just telling you in the midst of all of that, put your eyes on Jesus. Because 
let me say this to you and follow along in your notes if you want to fill in, fill in the blanks on the app today. A couple statements I want to make to you. Here's the first one. God is not the author of every crisis, but he is the answer. He's not the author of every crisis, but in every crisis, he is the answer. Jesus is the answer. If you follow Jesus' ministry on, on planet Earth, we actually see him respond to crisis. Multiple different kinds of crisis, actually. 17 times he heals somebody who's got a disease. Six times he delivers somebody from a demon. Three times he raises people from the dead. Nine times he performs a miracle over nature. And I think what Jesus was establishing during his time on planet Earth is no matter what kind of crisis it is, I can handle it. Jesus can handle it. You know, I can't. You can't. But Jesus can so don't try to shoulder a burden that you were never meant to carry. Give it to the Lord. He's not the author of every crisis, but he is always the answer in a crisis. And here's something else I want you to see about our Lord. Is he will never waste a crisis. Ever. Like, like God always finds a way to accomplish his sovereign will, no matter what's going on in our world no matter what our circumstances are. He never wastes a crisis. And so I want to ask you today to invite the Holy Spirit to help you investigate what are, what are some things God might be doing in my life during this crisis. Maybe some of us are getting a chance like never before to really think about our parenting. Maybe some of us are, are going to have to really get intentional about that marriage. I read a statistic the other day that divorce rates are up right now because people are stuck at home together. And they're learning they don't actually like each other that much. And that's, that's really sad. You know what I'll encourage you to do? Lean into that. Jesus is the answer to that. Ask for his help in that. Maybe you've been forced to stop running at at a breakneck pace and working yourself to death. Maybe right now God is, is going to use this to get you to think about your pace a little bit. Maybe you haven't had any rest. Maybe you haven't had to slow down and evaluate what's really important in my life and where should my energy be going. Parenting, marriage, pace. Uh, maybe when you're evaluating pace, you realize, man, I, I have a lot of resources and talent and energy and gifts that I actually haven't stewarded all that well. And this season that we're in forces us to slow down and invite the Holy Spirit to help us evaluate those things. And you got to do it with the Holy Spirit's help or else you'll mess it up. Maybe you're realizing, I've kind of just been living a life where I just respond to everything. I've never really created intentionality around my choices, my decisions. Well, guess what? God can... Use that he never wastes a crisis. And so here's a question I want to ask you. What would it look like if we decided not to waste this crisis either? I'm not saying that there won't be pain. There, there might be pain. But what if you and I made a decision today not to waste that pain? Not to waste the crisis. I think I'm so proud of a lot of the pastors and churches that I'm friends with because... I keep hearing the same language over and over again. We're learning so much right now. We're going to be so much better when this is over. I think there are parts of the way that we do ministry right now that are never going to be the same ever again. 
I'm so proud of our team and our leaders and how intentional they have been to go build connection and community with people. We are so much more than a couple of hours at church on the weekend. We're being reminded of that during the season and that's good and it's healthy. Don't get me wrong. I can't wait till we get to have a big service again together. But, but not at the detriment of authentic community that's being created among people right now. I love that. What would it look like if you and I made a decision not to waste this crisis either? Uh, what if instead of focusing on what's happening to me, I could focus on what God wants to do in me. And I just want to take the rest of our time together, a few minutes here, and give you three simple things you can do. I'll say it to you this way. <laughs> I want to teach you how to use a crisis. How do, I, how do I align myself with God who never wastes this? He's not the author of all of it, but he is the answer to all of it. And how do I get the most out of what's going on right now. I'm not gonna focus on what's happening to me. I'm not gonna focus on what's happening around me. I'm gonna focus on what God wants to do in me because he never wastes a crisis. Here we go, three things. Here's the first one. In this season, I wanna invite you to cultivate God's presence in your life. Like figure out what that looks like to, to have time with God. Some of us are finding out right now that the only time we were really feeling God's presence was in a church building, in a church setting. And you know what? I'm glad that we were experiencing God's presence together in a church building, but God wants so much more than that for us. He, he, he wants us to experience his presence every day. He wants to interact with us every day. Psalm 91 says this, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. Look at this. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart cultivate the presence of God in your life. Don't waste this season. Don't waste this moment. God has a plan to use it. Don't, don't sit around waiting for the moment you can get back together and worship with other people so you can feel God's presence again. God wants to give you that gift right now. Right now. Right here in this moment. In fact, you're going to hear about it again in, in a couple minutes. You, you probably already heard about it before I came on the screen. We'd love for you to take a link that we're giving you right now to a specific worship song and have a moment in God's presence today or tomorrow right there with your family. We want you to try to capture it on video and send us the footage because we're gonna create a special moment on Easter. I don't wanna give you too many details because we want it to feel a little bit like a surprise, but we do need your help with it. I think it's gonna be a very, very special moment, but you can do that right there today. Get, get with God. Get, get, get up off your chair, your sofa. Get up out of the bed. Stand up in front of the TV screen or the computer screen and, and worship. Lift your hands. Sing to Him. Cultivate God's presence in your life during this season. Watch this. Peace is not the absence of trouble. 
That's not what peace is. Peace isn't when all the problems go away and the, and the problems disappear. That, that's never gonna happen. I wish I could tell you that it, that it would. It's never gonna happen until we go into eternity with Jesus one day. There's always gonna be trouble. There's always gonna be pain. There's always gonna be another crisis. Peace is not the absence of trouble. Peace is the presence of God. It's the presence of God. So when God is with me and, and God's presence is with me, I can have peace even though I'm surrounded by things that don't have peace. Even though I'm surrounded by crisis, I can have peace. Right here. Here's the second thing you can do is remember God's promises. So I'm going I'm to cultivate God's presence and I'm going to remember God's promises. This is, this is a throwback to what I said to you last week about talk to God and then let God talk to me. How? Through his word. Through the scriptures. Through the Bible. Psalm, Psalm 119.81 says this, My soul faints with longing for your salvation, but I have put my hope in your word. I gotta, I gotta put my hope in his word. One of the best ways I can be reminded of who God is and his promises for my life is to lean into the scripture, lean into his word. Let me say it to you this way. Don't let the noise of everything that's going on right now drown out God's word, God's voice in your life. You need it more than ever. I need it more than ever. So I'm going to cultivate God's presence. I'm going to remember God's promises. And here's the last one. I want, I want you to accept God's process. I originally wrote this as embrace. But if I'm being honest with you, there's a whole lot of what's going on right now I don't want to embrace. I don't like being stuck at home all the time. I, I crave a high five or a hug. I miss it. So I don't fully embrace everything that's going on right now, but you know what? I know that God is going to do something in me. I know that I'm learning some things right now. I know that I'm being reminded that I don't need all the production and the lights and the smoke to experience God's presence. So while I'm not in love with everything that's happening right now, I've decided in my heart that I'm going to accept God's process. That he has a way of using every crisis Every little bit of, if you, if you think about your life, think about all the times where you've learned the most important lessons. Think about all the times where you've come out better and you've changed. It almost always starts with pain. And God has a process where he takes pain and he turns it into something beautiful. So I don't always love it. I don't always enjoy it. And God's not offended by that. But I've decided to accept it. That he's going to do something with this. He's going to use it. The Apostle Paul said it this way in Romans chapter 5, verse 2. He said, And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not, not only so, so it's not just the glory of God that we're going to rejoice in. We're also going to, I'm going to decide to rejoice in our sufferings. And my wife has, has said this multiple times, and I'm thankful for it. Because I'm, you know... I feel a little grouchy, my fuse is a little shorter, I'm cooped up in the house. And she just keeps saying, there's so many people going through so much worse than us. Like, we don't have anything to complain about. We, we, we can rejoice right now. And I know for some of you, there's a level of suffering going on, and it's higher for some than others. 
The Apostle Paul modeled this so well for us. Whether he was being persecuted or whether he was being celebrated, he learned to rejoice. And he says we rejoice in our sufferings because we know when we're suffering, God has a process. We know that suffering produces some stuff. There's some stuff that is going to come out of my suffering that would not exist if God had not led me through it. It produces perseverance. It's like, hey, y'all, I just need to look in the camera right now. I need you to listen to me. This isn't going to last forever. It's not going to last forever. It's going to be okay. You got to persevere. You got to hang in there. Accept God's process. Suffering produces some things. It'll produce some perseverance. And perseverance is going to help us produce some character. We're going, to, we're going to come out of the other side of this and some of us are going to be able to put our shoulders back and stand a little taller and say, I trusted God through all of that. I didn't like it all, but I saw God move. I saw God's hand at work. I saw how faithful he is through all of that. And character produces hope which is what a lot of us need right now, is some hope. Let me wrap this whole point up and really this whole message up by saying this to you. Trouble doesn't build character. It reveals it. This is, your character isn't being built right now. Your character is being revealed right now. So what are you running to in a time of crisis? What are you looking to in a time of crisis? Is it Jesus? Because even though he didn't create all of this, he is the answer for all of this. Some of us are going through it without him. And I want to invite you to change that today. No matter where you're at, no matter where you're watching right now, you can just have a conversation with God, a simple prayer to surrender your life to Jesus, to make him the Lord of your life. And let him use this crisis to do something in your life. Just pray this prayer right there where you're at if you need to today. And if you're in our online chat and you're praying this prayer today, click the little button that's going to pop up right now that says, I'm raising my hand. If you're watching on Facebook Live, send us a message. Or if you're not shy about it, put it right in the, in the comment section there in the chat box on Facebook Live. Let us know. I, I am making a decision to surrender my life to Jesus today because we want to come alongside you and connect with you and help you with the next steps in your life. But right there where you're at, just say, Jesus, I want to surrender my life to you. I don't want to do this on my own anymore. I want you to be in control. So please forgive me for doing life my own way. From this day on, it belongs to you. You're my Lord and my Savior. And eternity is my future because of this moment right now. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. For everyone else that's watching, I want to pray a prayer over you before we end. And I want to ask you, are you, are you going to align with God who doesn't want to waste a crisis? He wants to do something in our lives right now, today. And we're all, if we, if we, will, if we will accept his process, if we'll cultivate his presence in our lives, if we'll, if we'll get reconnected to his word, his promises, we're going to look a lot different when this is over. So let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you that even though we live in a fallen world where things aren't perfect, 
you're still perfect. We thank you, God, that even though you didn't necessarily create all of the bad things that happened, we know you didn't. That's not your character. That's not who you are. You're still the answer to all of the things that have happened. We thank you, God, that what the enemy wants to use for evil, you always have a way to use it for good. So I pray for your people today, God, that our hearts would be drawn to your heart, that we would hunger for your presence, that you would put a supernatural craving in us to hear from you and to be in your word. And God, that you would, you would help us to accept your process. That even though there's a lot going on around us, even though there's a lot happening to us, what's bigger than all of that is that you want to do something in us. And so we surrender our will to yours. Use this season we're in right now, God. We know you can and you will and we trust you for it. I pray your blessing over each and every person watching today, God. Protect them. Keep them safe. Keep them healthy. We pray for the, the medical professionals who are working so hard right now, God. God, we pray for your protection over them. We pray for our government leaders and officials that you would give them supernatural wisdom. And we thank you that you'll do that. In Jesus' name, amen.